Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine, a special edition focusing on the arts with authors Harry Salsgaver, executive editor of the Gazette newspapers, and sports writer Doug Krikorian. Also, wildlife photographer Les Robbins as we conclude our 21st anniversary year. Closed captioning provided by Scan Health Plan. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by Southern California Edison. For over 100 years, life powered by Edison. The Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a great show for you tonight focused on the arts with two local authors and a photographer. Our first guest, well known to many of our viewers, is Harry Salsgaver, who is the executive editor of the Gazette newspapers. Harry, welcome to our show. Thanks for having me, Art. Harry has recently written a book, 20 Years of Salt, that focuses on uh, some of the columns that he's been writing and we'll be discussing the book and his writings with Harry. Harry, how do you decide each week what to write on in the, in the Grunion? Well, it's really pretty difficult <laughs> to tell you the truth. I don't really decide very often in advance unless there's something big going on. Uh, the column itself, A Pinch of Salt, is, covers everything from my personal life to national events. And uh, it really is, depends on what's on top of my mind when I walk into the office Tuesday morning. You made an interesting point in the forward to your book that being a columnist is, is at the top of the food chain in the newspaper business because people remember famous columnists, whether it's Mike Royko or Doug Krikorian in the Press-Telegram, who we'll be speaking with later. Uh, not so much the, the bylines of, of reporters, except if it's a Woodward and Bernstein, but the, the, the columnists give a personality to the paper. That's right. And in fact, that's why we started a Pinch of Salt, was to put a human face to the gazettes. Uh, I do a lot of news reporting, too, and always have, and I enjoy that a great deal. But in a personal column or in a column, you're allowed to voice your opinion. And that's always when things get fun when you're writing. How long does it take you to write a column? Depends. Uh, usually about an hour. An hour? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And do you normally leave it till the very end before the deadline? Is that the last thing? Because uh, you have all these other responsibilities <laughs> for the paper, right. writing stories and getting all the right. stories in. Is this the last thing? No, actually, it's one of the first things I do on a Tuesday morning simply because there's no one else in the office. <laughs> and that way I can concentrate. So, Well, some of the subjects that you've grouped uh, uh, your columns under, stories in the news about the life I lead, all about Long Beach, the spirit of faith, and uh, animal stories. Tell us uh, about your relationship with animals. Well, the animal columns seem to be some of the most popular. I think everybody relates to that. Uh, I've had a cat for 20-some years, pretty much since I got to Long Beach. Had dogs for a long, long time. I'm a dog guy, actually. And uh, 
Talking about dogs, it's almost as good as talking about little kids. Uh, it makes everybody happy most of the time. I'm reminded of a former journalist who may have been associated with the Guardian who had a column that allegedly was written by a dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're talking about Charlie's Corner by Charlie's Jack Warshower. Yeah. Jack Warshower. With, right. And uh, that had quite a following. It did. And uh, Jack was a curmudgeonly old fart, to use the phrase. And uh, he liked to find a way to get the very conservative point of view across. And, and he, he put it in the words of the dog, so that's right. he wouldn't take quite the heat that he would if he was writing it. Yeah. He was in the real estate business in that, real life, right. so he had to be careful. Yeah, That's right. Um, tell us about a couple of your favorite columns. I know that that's a tough question, right. like which is your favorite child? Right. Well, I figure in 20 years I've written more than a thousand columns. and. Uh, I don't know if they're some of my favorite, but some of my uh, best response has come. You mentioned the dogs. Uh, when my first big dog died, I uh, wrote a column about that. Uh, obviously, personal life kind of stuff. Uh, wrote about when my son graduated from college. That was a big one. But probably two of the ones that really stand out the most are the column I wrote right after 9-11 yes. and uh, talked about uh, how newspapers had to deal with uh, that sort of a tragedy and how we here in Long Beach had to deal with that. And then I wrote a column about a trip I took with my church to build houses in Mexico, kind of a, a Christian version of Habitat for Humanity. Yes. And uh, that column really resonated with a lot of people as well. I see one of the headings in your book is the spirit of faith. So. Uh, speak for a moment about the importance of faith to you and others. Sure. I appreciate that. Uh, I became a born-again Christian. I became a Christian uh, about 14 years ago. So it was during my tenure at the Gazette. And it's very difficult uh, to uh, present the Christian point of view in a mainstream newspaper uh, except in a column. I think, and I've been fortunate enough to be able to talk about my faith a little bit in the column without being too much of a proselytizer, I hope, and uh, I call it uh, guerrilla evangelism, yeah. and uh, just try to point out that I'm a person too, I guess. Well, as a professor of ethics at Long Beach State University, uh, I know that uh, the great religions of the world do have a in my view at least, a common core of, of values and ethics and uh, however you get to uh, a given place, uh, it's important to, uh, to be practicing and walking the walk in whatever mm -hmm. yeah. beliefs uh, are professed. I know we just have a minute left. You also wrote a book, a biography of, of our uh, of prior mayor, Beverly O'Neill, who was mm -hmm. much beloved in the community. Yeah, that was about three years ago. I published in 2010. It was called Passionately Positive, the Beverly O'Neill story. And uh, wrote it uh, in large part because I thought most people knew about Beverly as mayor over 12 years, but what they really didn't know was her background and her, uh, her folks' background. Uh, Flossie Lewis, her mother, uh, was one of the first uh, proponents of AA in yes. Southern California and Alcoholics Anonymous and uh, Al-Anon. 
and that really shaped her, and that's what the book was supposed and to And Beverly made us feel good about our city and ourselves. And, Always. Uh, Always. Harry, thank you so much for joining us, and, and thank you and the staff at the Grunion for the work that you do each week in encapsulating the, the spirit of, uh, of our community. Well, thank you, and I appreciate everything you do too, Art. Thanks a lot. Okay. Coming right up, you won't want to miss our next guest, the legendary Doug Krikorian. Stay with us. Supported by Edison International. Californians are getting to be old hands at year-round energy conservation. Part of our special awareness of the resources we all depend on, we're making the change to energy-efficient light bulbs, keeping warm-weather thermostats set to a comfortable 78 degrees, and giving major appliances the afternoon off. Because when it comes to energy conservation, it all adds up. Life powered by Edison. At the Port of Long Beach, we're not only delivering jobs, smart ideas, and forward-thinking environmental initiatives. We're also delivering opportunity for all of Southern California. Oh, and a clearer horizon line. To learn more, go to polb.com, the Port of Long Beach, thinking outside the docks. Hello, I'm Jessica Hardy, a proud Long Beach native and a member of the USA Swimming national team. Having spent much of my life in water, I've developed a deep appreciation for the valuable role that this precious resource plays in our lives. In recent years, California's water supply has become unreliable. To address this reality, Long Beach residents have dramatically reduced their water use through permanent lifestyle changes. In doing so, Long Beach has made itself a leader in water conservation. As I work hard to achieve my personal goal of qualifying for the 2012 Summer Olympics, I encourage you to continue your tremendous efforts to use water in smart and responsible ways. So join me and your fellow Long Beach residents in strengthening the water conservation movement. By making small but significant changes in our water use habits, together we can ensure that we have a reliable water supply for many generations to come. Welcome back. We're joined now by legendary sports journalist, Doug Krikorian. Doug, welcome to our show. Yeah, it's great being here, Art. I know you've waited for years for this moment, and, and it's here. Doug just published uh, his book, Between the Lines, and he modestly subtitles it, The Life, Loss, Love, and Loss of Los Angeles' Most Colorful sports journalist. Well, first off, they came up with the headline. I, oh, uh, the, I see. The they title. did it. Okay. I, I didn't come but up with that. But you are, uh, there's no question, you're colorful. Uh, you're a wonderful writer uh, in non-sports uh, items as well. As you know, I'm not an expert in sports, but I've sure. read your columns when you talk about your trips to Belgium, to the cemetery, and you're a very fine writer. So, well, thank uh, you, Art. Thank you. Uh, and in the course of your colorful career, you have met the likes of uh, Jerry West, who, who has written the foreword to, to, to your book, right. Pat Riley, Mike Tyson, Sugar Ray Leonard, Elgin Baylor, George Allen, Magic, and it goes on and on. So you, you wrote about these people, right. and you also hung out with them. Tell us what it's like 
hanging out with folks. Well, you like know, our, it's funny. Being around these famous people wasn't a big thing to me because that's what I did for a living. Yes. I mean, I would go to, like, for instance, I go to Laker games, and I would have dinner with Jerry Buss many times at the Forum Club. Dr. Buss. And I would sit with him in the box. I was the only sports writer that would do that. And I'd meet all these people. They were just like friends, like you're a friend or, or something like that. It was yeah. no Jerry West to this day. I talked to him twice a month. Or, or Tommy Lasorda is a very close friend. So it was to me, it was no big deal, you know, because they were just human beings. I mean, first off, these people are human. Yeah. You know? Well, Jerry West wrote a very moving forward to your book. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, but but let me ask you this: Sure, is it difficult to objectively cover and write about? people that you're close friends with? Well, that's a very good question. And I had problems, for instance, with Tommy Lasorda. I didn't talk to him for two years. He was upset because we're friends. And I wrote something uh, uh, quoting Bill Russell about, was knocking him. To this day, Lasorda and Russell don't talk to each other because of my column that appeared in <laughs> Sports Illustrated. You know, they mentioned in Sports Illustrated. And it was difficult at times. But you went ahead and put it in the column. Yes, obviously. I did. I mean, Walt Chamberlain was a very good so, friend of mine. And so you're a columnist first. Yeah. And then, and a writer first, and then the relationship comes second. And if something you write should jeopardize the relationship, you'll take the hit. That's too bad. I mean, there was no one I was closer to, no owner in sports than Carol Rosenblum, who the last two years of his life wouldn't talk to me. You know, he was upset about stuff that I wrote about the Rams when he fired a guy named George Allen in 1978, August 12, 1978. Uh, I ripped him for, for two Is years. Is Cal Rosenblum the owner who said about George Allen, I gave him an unlimited no. budget and he exceeded that it? That was Dan Reeves. Oh. Dan Reeves. And, and believe me, uh, when George Allen came to the Rams, I believe it was in 1966, they were averaging about 45,000 fans and hadn't won a winning team in eight years. Within three years, they were selling out the Coliseum. 90,000 people were showing up, and they were winning uh, division titles. And God bless, he came out of retirement when Long Beach State still had a football team, yep. and he coasted for one year, and we had that winning season. I think it was 7-6, and six, but we won the last terrific. game. Terrific. 6-5, and and yeah. And I know his wife didn't want him to do that, right. but, but he came down and he did it, and then sadly he died. Oh, it was one of the most memorable years of my journalistic career in that— you know, I was writing all these columns. It was my basic first year with the Press-Telegram after the L.A. Herald-Examiner folded. And George Allen was here, and I knew George from covering the Rams so it before. Per it was perfect. It was perfect, and I wrote 13 columns on George that year. And he took a, a ragtag Long Beach State uh, football team yeah. that had been, I think they were 0-11 or 1-10 the year before, and they were 6-5 and five and beat. The last game, they beat Boise State. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And uh, he ingrained that spirit of winning. Oh, it was terrific. It was fun. And, he yeah. was a fun guy. Unfortunately, I went to Clemson and they got beat 52 nothing at Clemson, but it was fun. And besides uh, your, your, column, uh, your writing in the Press-Telegram, on Fridays you would write this column. And I know because I, from time <laughs> to time, appeared in that column. Yeah, you were. But you, you created Damon Runyon characters out of a whole bunch of And you were one of them, Arthur. With nicknames. <laughs> I know. With nicknames. Well, you were Arthur Murray Levine. <laughs> Because you're, you know, dancing skills. But, but you, in your mind, you yeah. created these characters yeah. out of real life people. I did. I Craig, really did. Ve Five Bellies, Vestermark, Bad Stulets, them. You could go on. Van Hayden, the late Van Hayden, all barbarian. All these local characters. 
I know your book, and we only have a minute left, sure, Doug, but sure. I know your book is more than sports. It contains about, some very yeah. serious things about your life and your personal My life. My late wife, of course. And your late yeah. wife and, uh, and your current fiancé. And right. it's, it's, it's inspiring, and, 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 and you look happy and calm and content, and uh, uh, that's good to see because I, I know you've had your challenges all through, as we all have. Sure. But, uh, I just have a half a minute left, Doug. Say whatever you'd like. To well, I, you could buy the book on Amazon.com or locally at Gatsby's and Apostrophe and Belmont Shorts, uh, you know, and I think it's at Barnes & Noble's also. So. Yeah. And uh, I'm re enjoying retirement life. I'm starting a, a novel now. Hopefully I can be done with that. Yeah, writers there. have to write. Yeah, I got to write. Have I, to have I've taken a six month, after 46 straight years of writing. to a hiatus. I, I took a hiatus. And but I, you'll be, I'm ready to, he'll be back. Yeah, no sports writing now. No, <laughs> no, no. You and, write so well, we look forward to it. And thank you for inviting me on. And, and you want me to tell you, Art, I always kid at you, but you're a man of great integrity and honesty, and I always had great respect for you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, sir. Sure. Thank you for joining us. Coming up, uh, remarkable next segment, uh, Les Robbins and his wildlife photographs. You won't want to miss it. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. When I was a boy growing up in Italy, I had a dream to own my own store. I came to the United States and I worked hard as a tailor. Hi, I'm Umberto. I've been in Long Beach since 1960, carrying the finest quality men's clothing. It was a long way away, but styles are just around the corner. Umberto, 2141 Belfar, Long Beach. Charter, TV will never be the same. Now you can make a date with your favorite movies and shows anywhere and anytime with on-the-go content from Charter. We're back, joined now by Les Robbins, former Long Beach City Councilman and former uh, Los Angeles County Deputy Sheriff, who also is a remarkably good wildlife photographer. Les, welcome to our show. Thanks, Art. Pleased to be here. Let's start with a picture that was taken uh, this is not in Africa. Where is it? Uh, it is in Africa, but which part? That's uh, the Serengeti Plains in the country of Tanzania. Wow. February of this year. What a majestic animal that is. 
and uh, we have a bunch of other photographs and you can describe this one. Yeah, that's a cheetah that we, a uh, family of four that we had uh, photographed one morning. And uh, that's a couple of, we saw a lot of lions and a lot of cheetahs. Those are a couple of 10 year old male sibling they lions. They seem to be much in love with each other. They had full bellies. They'd been probably <laughs> hunting at night and okay. they pretty much lay around in the daytime. And this, uh, one of my absolute favorites, the leaping polar bear. My wife and I had an opportunity a year ago this week to travel to Svalbard, which is 1,200 miles north of Oslo, Norway, with the National Geographic people on a six-day ah. expedition to photograph polar bears. Wow. And finally... That was the same trip, and that was just another one of the bears. And we saw 69 bears in six days and uh, photographed as many of them as we could. Les, you really capture... The personality, do, do these animals seem to have a personality of their own? Well, I think they have a soul, and I don't know about the personality, but when you have large telephoto lenses, you can get very close to the animals. And one of the things I like to do is to get their facial expressions. And the great thing about digital photography, which is what I have a digital camera, is that there's no limit on how many pictures you can take. So you just shoot, 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 and go through them later and find the ones that were good. You'll forgive me for saying this, and I hope it doesn't come out wrong, but you don't normally associate this degree of sensitivity with a deputy sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have a comeback to that or not. No, no, uh, it's just, a, it's just uh, uh, it shows you you cannot make stereotypes in any way, but... Uh, uh, when did you start your interest in photography? Well, I mean, if, if, if people, there's a bio section on my website, which kind of talks a little bit about my history um, with the outdoors. And it really started many, many years ago. And I've always been an outdoors guy, a camper, a hunter, a fisherman. So I started taking pictures in, incidental to my trips. And then after a while, people would say, you really have some nice stuff. You ought to get a website. So one thing led to another. And about four or five years ago, I got real serious. And you've packaged some of this. Like, here's the leaping bear. But this is actually a jigsaw puzzle. And uh, it will be available for sale, both the puzzle on one side and just the flat print of the leaping bear on the other side. and then. Also, a one-page description of the animal. I think it's a sensational idea. And you also have a line of greeting cards Correct. with these photographs. Yeah, it was a way to try to market the uh, Great Land Photography name. And I wanted to do something with the animals to make it educational. These puzzles are 48-piece puzzles, so they're for seven and on up. But I've got seven-year-olds, seven-year-olds on up, and I wanted to have something in there yeah. that educated the kids about what these animals are, who they are, where they live, what they do. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Uh, uh, I've suggested that you submit some of these to uh, uh, not National Geographic, the Wildlife Federation. They have a wonderful. Right. Uh, calendar that uh, yeah there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of contests out there and you you submit your stuff and hope that you get lucky well, I'm, be and, I'm betting that one of these is going to win and and you've also been gracious enough to donate some of these prints to the uh, jewels of the night fundraiser for long beach state right. athletics each year and i know you've been a, a big supporter of long beach state athletics but uh, these things are in the silent auction and, Every and they year. get purchased and uh, thank you for doing that yeah it's it's just a way to share my experiences with other people. I, 
I've gone from being a hunter, shooting him with a gun, to shooting him with a camera. So, and, <laughs> and I, I prefer to shoot him with the camera, actually. So, now you're not referring to your time as deputy sheriff, right? No, no, no. But uh, I've done a lot of hunting in my day, and yeah. I've kind of traded the guns in for cameras. And yeah. uh, I, Good. I enjoy being out. It's, it's, it's the experience of going to the, to these animals' home. I could go to the zoo and take pictures of these animals. It's different. But when you go where they live and you're in their environment, uh, just the experience of being able to do that is wonderful. But being able to take those memories back and uh, put them on my website or have pictures made of them uh, to share with other people is really uh, what it's all about. And as you know, I teach ethics at Long Beach State. And one of the interesting areas of ethics is the ethical obligations of higher species to lower species. What do we as human beings high up on the, on the food chain of species owe to, to lesser species and, and, and uh, at a minimum to, to treat animals uh, fairly and not abusively, whether it's for drug testing or food or all that. And we would quickly change our view of these things if, if some Martian at a higher species came and visited here on Earth and we would want to be treated well by these superior beings. I think one of the things that Cindy and I brought back from Africa with us was this introspection of just how the people in Africa view the animals over there. And in Tanzania especially, which is where we were, it's very evident Respectful. to that they, they view these animals as being a lot more valuable alive than dead. And they realize that tourism is a very profitable and lucrative way for them to uh, establish an economy. But they probably have respect for the animals. Oh, too, they do. Though. They do. And yeah. I mean, it's then they know everything there is about them, and yeah. they're very. Uh, it's almost a religious relationship between the, the native Tanzanians and the animals that live in their country. Wow. Okay, we'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. I want to improve my career opportunities. I want to earn a higher salary at my job. I'd like to finish what I started. The new Bachelor of Arts in Liberal Arts degree completion program at Cal State Long Beach will help you achieve your educational goals while keeping your life in balance. Contact our customer service center at 1-800-963-2250 for more information. Or visit us on the web. Let CSULB help you finish what you started. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember, Polly's. 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. who are closest to you, from our family to yours. McCarty's Jewelry, since 1932. Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Bill is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, 
soups and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. Three remarkable guests for this show, the last of our 21st anniversary season. And I was doing a calculation of the years of service of our three guests. Les Robbins, 30 years as a deputy sheriff. Doug Krikorian, 44 years as a sports journalist. And Harry Salzgaver, 21 years uh, with the Grunion Gazette. A total of 95 years of service to our community, unless we, we're all the better off for it. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Final words to our audience. Uh, you know, I just, uh, I've kind of entered into a new phase of my life and uh, sharing my abilities to go out into the wilds with people is uh, something that I really enjoy doing, but uh, I'm a Long Beach guy and, uh, but it's fun to get out and get around and uh, see other parts of the world. I know you're very active in the pension board. We'll talk about that another time. Good. Okay, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Art. And thank you at home for being our guest. Please be with us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, the Press-Telegram, and remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.